One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's Bud Pod 115. 115. 115. <laughs> We're gonna celebrate <laughs> one one five. We're gonna dance in. Bob Bud got me feeling so free. You give me dancing, <laughs> celebrating. Uh, Bud Pod and fart with me. We're gonna celebrate. <laughs> yes, one one five. That great song. Um, one one five, staying alive. That's right. I'm staying alive. We all well. You and I have stayed alive so far. That much we can say. We can say that much with certainty. My dad, I just got off the phone with my dad in Malaysia. He he has had both vaccines. Both jibby jabs? Both jabberoonies. How does he feel? He feels all right. He, he actually, he's a bit worried that he didn't feel enough of... Uh, he, didn't, he didn't feel sick enough. He, he doesn't know if it's taken taken hold. Ah. But but apparently oldies are having less, uh, less of a violent reaction to the... Jabs and youngies. I guess youngies have a more sensitive immune system. I don't yeah, know. your immune system does decline as you get older. Decline. It declined. Declined. Immune system declined. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling, Phil? Do you feel alive? Um, I feel all right. Yeah, I feel all right. I might have uh, just a garden variety cold now, though. You know, all that... All that jibber jabber I gave of, I haven't got sync since March. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And now I'm finally a bit like. Bleh. <laughs> you gotta. You, I forgot what this feels. You like. tempted the anger of the gods. I did. They they have decided to punish my, my. What would the word? Hubris. Be? Hubris. Yes. Hubris. Hubris. Oh. We all briss. Yeah. A briss, I think, is when they circumcise a baby in the Jewish I was thing. just thinking, yes. I was just thinking, we all briss is actually a, a Jewish slogan. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> what are you saying? It's like the equivalent of everybody poops. Yes. Look, we all right. briss. We all look. Who amongst us doesn't briss? Who amongst us wouldn't? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I have, I feel all right. I've been trying to eat healthily. In preparation for the Soho Theatre run to try and sque- to try and pour myself into my trousers. Ooh, ooh la la, <laughs> yes. Please. Flaunt my lovely pins, or whatever the British press would say about a lady. <laughs> I'd love to open up the sun after the first night of your Soho <laughs> run and see and see Pierre Novelli's all grown up in <laughs> My, hasn't he grown? A pair of extra large chinos and a velvet suit jacket. (laughs) My, hasn't he grown? (laughs) The, (laughs) the, what would they say? I don't know. The the precocious 30-year-old poured himself into these suit trousers to do another run. 
you always have to say that yeah the star of yeah be the precocious star of bud pod yeah um flaunts his um um large amount of skin <laughs> around london's glittering soho end <laughs> trying to make his um uh uh Flabby and 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 now weak thighs, the toast of Soho, <laughs> Tinseltown. Uh, uh, um, I would like to thank all the pod buds who've been buying tickets. It's it's pretty much sold out, so they've they have actually added extra dates. Oh, super! Yeah, when are the extra dates? A little bit. The extra dates are seventh, eighth, ninth of June. Excelente. Monday to Wednesday, June 7th to the 9th. So if you couldn't make it this time, PodBuds, those are some extra dates. Or the only tickets left for the run next week are standing tickets. So if you can't be asked to stand, if you won't stand for this, then (laughs) sit for it in June. June. Oh, I I now have to... I would now like to plug my live show, if that's okay, Pierre. Well, it's a kind of live show... I am recording my stand-up show, Philly Philly Wang Wang, for a streaming network video service uh, stream provider. Quibby! <laughs> Quibby's back, baby! <laughs> for, for one last and job. And long form. <laughs> but yes, I am um, I am, I'm recording my uh, Philly Philly Wang Wang for a... Um, a popular streaming service, um, hence it isn't Quibi. Um, and that is on the 12th of June at the London Palladium. And there are still tickets available. Nice. So please come and support me. And um, it's, um, I guess it's a, I guess I would say it's a big deal for me. So I really appreciate some pod buds there. Yeah, um, friendly crowd. Top of the June at the London Palladium. There are tickets on the London Palladium website, or you can go to philwang.co.uk. Ooh, very nice. Straight from the horse's ticket-selling mouth. Nay, what a horse. What a horse to sell tickets. <laughs> huh. How are you... Uh, so what was that, 12th of June? 12th of 12th June. 12th of goddamn June, June. How... It's all happening, Pierre. It's... Life is returning. Life. For now. Yeah. Life life comedy's back, baby, and we're all feeling fine about it. What I did like it's gonna feel like it's all starting again. The comedy's starting from scratch, which I'm quite excited about. Yeah. Cause that's very much what my stand up is like. <laughs> you go, is he starting this from scratch? <laughs> At last the rest of the industry is down to my level. That's right. And all it took was a plague. <laughs> You're like a you're like a guy who always had in in like the medieval times during plague times. You're like a guy who had huge like boils all over his body anyway. Right. Yes. 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 That's right. So you're just looking around at all these new people complaining and going, "Well, well, 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 well." Look what we have here. Looks like everyone is beginner standard, like me. <laughs> I shouldn't under I shouldn't uh, undersell myself like this. I'm quite good, actually. Yeah, 
Yeah, Phil. Phil is uh, Phil is appealing to the British section of the audience, who correctly interpret this to mean he's actually very good. <laughs> For those listening abroad, Philip is a very good comedian and a nice man. And a nice man, and an even worse boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you have you eaten inside a, pl- a restaurant yet? I haven't actually. Mm. No, I'm, I'm talking. Mm. I'm talking right out of my hoop. Wow, I'm doing a yeah. lie. Um, I I immediately thought of for some reason um, the place that we often go for lunch after we used to record in person, and then decided that that's the only restaurant in the world. Why did I do that? No, I ate last night inside. Oh, there yeah, Dishoom, baby. Oh wow, Dishoom. Mm. There was room at Dishoom. Which the Dishoom in King's Cross? Uh no, the Shoreditch one, the hipster one. Hello. Yeah. Was it nice? It's really good. Have you been yeah. before? Um you have, I saw on your Instagram. Oh yeah, I went to Q Delhi in Soho. D- delightful Vietnamese stuff. Ooh. And um the only place where you can get authentic Southeast Asian style. Um, clear soup served with your rice or noodle dish. Nowhere else does you cut. So hard to find in the UK. Really, you you go in a place. I, I might have ranted about this before, but you go in a place. You want a bowl of noodles and you want some clear soup to wash it down. That's the Southeast Asian way. And you say, even to East Asian people, they're like, you're like, can I have a bit of broth? And like, what? Uh, wonton soup is eight pounds. Like, no, no, just like a small. A small couplet of broth. <laughs> and they go, no. And you go, I'll give you like a pound for a... B-. And they go, no. <laughs> um, but they must know so what you're nice talking about. Or is it... What's what's happening there? Why? I don't know. I don't know if the the part of China they're from doesn't do it or the part of Asia they're from doesn't do it. I didn't... I didn't maybe it's more localized to Southeast Asia than I thought. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe you'd have to just go to... Yeah, I wonder. I wonder when things it's open like up... It's like a broth again. chaser. Yeah, a little broth chase, a little, a little, <laughs> a little cup of bovril for the end of your meal. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably sell you bovril more readily than broth. <laughs> what is broth bovril? That's like a very British thing. It's, it's like beef stock as a drink. It's like beef tea. Yeah. Ugh. I know. And people just sell and drink it. Yeah, I guess. Like it, I mean, it counts mouth. as broth, I suppose. Guess <laughs> Phil, we've got to bring the different broth worlds together here. <laughs> um, uh, how are you feeling? I'm all right. I I'm just um yeah prepping for Soho, doing a bit of streaming and all the rest of it. Um, I've been yeah I ba- I've basically just been trying to. It's it's a very uh, um, interesting thing, listeners, when you're a comedian. I, I recorded every night of my Edinburgh Fringe show. And um, it's an awful thing to have to go back and listen, not only to your own voice, but to your own voice trying to be funny. Yeah. And you can you can hear yourself processing the laughs you're getting. Yeah. And going, oh, this is, I, I can hear myself going, hmm, this should be going better. <laughs> yeah, it's like a peep show meta layer that we have. <laughs> Yeah, but I've basically been doing a lot of that and I've been trying to I've been try I've been trying to find that ultimate sweet spot, Phil. Something to drink 
a lot of that isn't water, but also ideally doesn't have too many artificial sweeteners in or sugar. Can I recommend Bovril? <laughs> <laughs> Not very sweet. You dip a little cow in a little little mug. You get a cow's <laughs> hoof and you, you wash it in a mug and that's it. Ooh la la. Like the cow's about to get some sort of wonderful... Um, what do they call it where you get your nails done? Manicure. Yes. I guess it would be a pedicure. Mm, that's true. Yeah, Hoof- I guess Hoof-a-cure. a cow can only get pedicures. What would you do if you walked past one of those nail places and there's just a herd of cows in there all having their shit done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like reading the 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 dairy news. Do you get <laughs> the it? dairy mail? The dairy mail. Yes. Yes, the Dairy Mail. And then that's it turns out that like those cows are the most expensive beef. Like that's Wagyu beef. <laughs> have you had like have you had Kobe beef? I haven't had any of the fancy beefs. Wow, I did in Japan. I was in um a mountainous romantic getaway valley region called Hakone Ooh. near Tokyo. And Hakone is connected all connected up with um, a, a delightful little rail system. It's like a tiny sweet tram that goes around Hakone. And there's one place I specialize in Kobe beef steak. And we took a little tram and we walked up the little hill. And this is sort of minimalistic kind of restaurant designed like like a parasite could be in there, you know, like <laughs> class, the big class. And we ordered some Kobe beef. And my day, that Kobe beef steak was something else. It just I'm salivating now. Can you hear that? Did it live up to it? It's so juicy, so soft. Uh, it, it's like, I guess you would say the consist the, the texture is like, you know, a frankfurter, like a cheap frankfurter. Yeah. A little more body than that. Are we are we talking boiled frankfurter or not? Boiled frankfurter. But it's also beef. But it's also like proper beef. A lot of marbling, a lot of like that fat going through. Right. Yes, and and maybe you need to love frankfurters to enjoy the the feel of Kobe beef in your mouth. And I do love frankfurters. <laughs> so if you like hot dogs, Kobe beef is the meat for you. <laughs> now, sadly, I am like uh, I I I am like uh, an aristocrat who's too poor to live in the royal court, in the sense that I have not partaken in any of the fanciest beefs. <laughs> None of those rich, rich arguments for me. <laughs> it sounds good, though. Well, it kind of sounds good. I, I I I sometimes yeah, fatty meats don't appeal to me, even though I love Fatty Meats' first album. <laughs> yeah. Before he went electric. <laughs> Before he started playing the electric tuba like some Judas. <laughs> Him and Dylan. Um, oh. Yeah, that's how... But that's a little tram system. This is the thing. I, I, yeah, maybe I need to go on holiday when we're all allowed to go on holiday. Yeah, I'm toying with the idea. But then, like, you have to, you have to test... You have to test negative before you come back. So, like... Because you have to get a test there, and then uh-huh. you have to be negative there before you're allowed back. And if I have a gig the next day, like, 
you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, you I know, suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's the trouble with being a freelancer. You don't, uh, you're always at risk of fucking up some work if you go on holiday. But then even if you have a regular day job, do you have to give yourself an extra few days? Oh, I guess if you can work from home, you can just... But then you might not even be able to fly back, it's a thing. So if you have a regular day job, you have to give have a, a couple of extra days just in case you... I suppose... Get, get well, I suppose I the know. the reconsidering is exactly what the measures are designed to in, induce, right? Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be stroking our chins and going, hmm, and looking at a big map of Portugal. Hmm, is this worth it? Is this shape of land worth <laughs> it? And just trace the shape in your finger. Hmm, <laughs> yes. I like this shape, but hmm, is it worth What do you think? Where would you go, Pierre? Huh? Where would you Where go? Where would I go? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really go on holiday. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I wouldn't, because of what's happened over the last year or so, I wouldn't want some kind of activity. Well, you probably can't do many activities. I don't. I don't necessarily like a busy holiday. Oh, interesting. You just you just like to go on go on the beach, lie down. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with maybe something, one or two things every day. But these people who are like they're going on holiday so they can be busier than they are at work. (laughs) <laughs> I don't really get that. Yeah. Like, we're going on an excursion. It's like, oh, okay. Well, the last holiday I went on was in... What? Oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. The last holiday... I, I did get to sneak out to... I did get to go to Sicily in last summer when we were allowed out for a bit. Oh, yes. Um, but my, 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 my holidays are pretty... I think I, think I strike a, a, a pretty good balance between... Rest time and organized uh, activity. Because you don't come back going, oh, actually, I didn't see anything. I might as well have gone anywhere. Well, that's true. I wouldn't go somewhere where I'm, I'm paying for the location to not have a location-y holiday. I'm not, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't commit that crime. If I was going to oh, have good. a nothing holiday, I'd go somewhere nothing <laughs> What's a nothing place? A nothing place? Like somewhere that was like... It had like three houses and a chapel until it was designated as a very tourist area by a property developer who built a load of concrete anonymous hotels in the 1970s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, One of those places. Where they go, the local attraction like, is that there is a valley. You could go to Siberia, maybe? No, still, I, I'm, I'm talking sitting by the pool, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Siberia has stuff to go see if you bother to go to Siberia, though. You could go look at... Some sort of terrifying historical site or yeah, wolf hunting, like, uh, I don't know. An old gulag. When I say nothingy, I'm talking about the southern Spanish coast. Little Britain. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or any of the other countless sections of the Mediterranean coastline that have been colonized by people who want to run pubs that sell almost exclusively Guinness. Absolutely devastated. <laughs> these places, yeah, devastated. I'm perfectly. If I want to have a nothingy holiday, I'm perfectly happy to go to a soulless concrete mega block with a pool, and just sit there, and read and eat. <laughs> if that's the plan, then I'm happy with that. If I wanted to do some sort of excursion of any meaning, then yeah, you got to pay to go somewhere that has some stuff. Yeah. Um. What about you? Mm. Uh, 
I'm toying with the idea, but again, I've got I've got to get, come back get back for shows like the next day, so I can't, I, I don't know, yeah. you know, it's tough. It's a toughie. But where would you go? Unlike delicious Kobe beef, which isn't tough at all. <laughs> it's very tender, almost like a, a almost a consistency of a frankfurter, I'd say. Phil wants to get Kobe beef sent to him in the post, like some sort of threat. Yes, I want Kobe beef to sponsor us. That would be a, that would be such an amazing. Uh, such an amazing sponsorship to land. Beef bar. You get a free a free case of Kobe beef. You get a full cow, a full pampered cow that we will slaughter um at your home in Harakiri style. <laughs> well, to we preserve make, its honor. We make the cow do it to itself. <laughs> Uh, well, we get the, we get the cow to commit some sort of public shame. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, all he ever does is fart and shit out in public. I mean, if that isn't seppuku worthy, I don't know what is. Do you think that if we pointed out to a cow that we could see it farting and shitting the whole time, it, like it didn't know? <laughs> and the cow is just like, "What? You could see that." <laughs> like it didn't know it wasn't supposed to and it didn't think anyone would notice like it thought it was getting away with it this whole time oh I'm so embarrassed and it just <laughs> clops off into a corner of the field and just like hides away Ooh, <laughs> what must you think of me and then the cow stops crying and looks over its shoulder there is only one way out of this now <laughs> Gets its sword brought to it. Fetch me my grandfather's katana. <laughs> Another cow standing behind him as he does it to behead him at that moment. Uh, gosh, we talk about Japanese people a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Is it because we grew up in the 90s? I guess so. And there's just... I think Japanese culture is just so nerd friendly and it's just so unique and strange that it would attract people like us, you know? I think so. It's also a very internet culture from a Western point of That's view. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of internet culture, I feel like we should maybe do a bunch of correspondence. Yes. Yes, let's do Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. that. Ring letters, 
Correspondence. Okay. Correspondence. Correspondence. Uh, we have a message from uh, Alex. Alex. Our Palex. That's right. Is it a guy or a Galax? Unclear. Unclear. Alex. Unclear. Uh, hey, PNP. Uh, glowing, play, g- glowing praise redacted. He says, or they say. Oh, so oh right, so they they are they are redac- they are self redacting now. Oh yeah, because remember we discussed that it's a thing uh, Frank Skinner does on his radio show. Yeah, I'd always presumed that was you spotting that they had written a bunch of praise and you were redacting. It. Oh no, they've been they've been self redacting for some time now. They've been self redacting. They've learned. They're learning. My God, they're learning. <laughs> they're pooping. Um, in BudPod82 Pierre asked about things that are better in movies than in real life specifically with regard to smoking smoking better in movies than in real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah when, when, uh, when they smoke in movies they never go <coughs> afterwards <laughs> yeah and they never go god that tastes awful yeah and they don't wake up going god ah water 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 <laughs> So Alex says, I would like to submit aquatic sex to this list. Yes. Yes, correct. Yeah. By this... Is this un- does- okay, yeah. Let, let, me ex- let him explain. Yeah. Everyone, let Alex speak, please. <laughs> By this, I mean doing the old horizontal hula in a bath, a pool, or God forbid, the sea. Um, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Has an experience ever been so oversold by movies and books and the like, and yet been so uncomfortable, frustrating, and awkward in the real world of hard porcelain, gritty sand, and water solubility? It is flat out impracticable. Yeah. It it's unless you want to brine your genitals. <laughs> there's no point to have sex in the sea. It's hard enough having sex in the shower. You always think that's going to be sexy. It never is. It's horrible. I mean, I always, I always just thought if you, uh, like, whenever anyone has sex in a shower, I always just think like, how many of you just die, just slip <laughs> and just die, slip and crack your head. <laughs> yeah, water is a lubricant where it's harmful, i.e., on the floor to make you slip and fall, and apparently the opposite of lubricant where it would be helpful in the sexual act. <laughs> it seems to be the opposite of a lubricant in the sexual act, but you'll you'll make you slip and fall and crack your head open like a coconut full of blood. It's because water fill is a prude. Ah. It's a prude that's water, trying to kill you. Nature's prude. Yeah. Yeah. Um yes, I just always think like <laughs> Where should we have sex? Well, in the room of danger. <laughs> Slippery old room of danger. Is the jet of water enough to cover both of you? No. Let's have let's have sex in the room with the most hard surfaces in the house. <laughs> and the most right angles and edges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have sex in the hardest, pointiest, slipperiest room. <laughs> we'll both be wet, this, but one sore? of us will be cold. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Alex says... I, I've given up on the old trial sex. Yeah. Alex says, no, at bath time, I'd rather share a stogie and a robust discussion of that day's Wall Street Journal and what those rascally communists are up to now. 
Yes, that sounds like a good bath. Very nice. A lovely sounding bath. Um, let's see. Oh, yes. Um, thank you for that, Alex. Koji, he says. And Koji, back to you. Um, uh, we have another email from Matt. Matt? Number Weapons Matt? Uh, no, not Number Weapons Matt. Oh, okay. Um, not... A new Matt has entered. Yeah. A legion of Matts. Each one mattier than the last. So many Matts. You can strike down this Matt, but two more will spring up in his place. This podcast has more mats than a, a judo uh, school. <laughs> or a shop that sells dull paint. Um, he says, dear two boys, one pod. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That's very good. Have you ever seen Two Girls, One Cup? I never, ever watched it. Um, I've seen... Well, I mean, apparently the whole thing is like a proper full-length video. So I haven't I haven't sat down and enjoyed that particular cinematic experience. But I've seen enough of the relevant bits when I was at school. I never saw the point of watching it. Like, like there was those years where like everyone was... Like, you gotta watch this beheading video. Or <laughs> this... This shit gargling girl, girls. It's like, why would I want to do that? But what's important is I know the cultural reference. Yes. Yes, you understand. Two boys, one pod is funny. Yeah. He says, uh, I was lured to the cast a few months ago by my brother on the promise of copious amounts of scatological humor. I'm happy to say you chaps have lived up to the billing and you're now my go-to staple listen on long drives, commuting, etc., Oh, great. Um, thank you for that, Matt. It was on one such journey I found myself rocked to the core by an attack of the aforementioned PTSD. Aforementioned <laughs> <laughs> um, because it was the subject of his email, I should say. Ah. Yes. Uh, after listening to yet another harrowing fecal tale from a fellow podbud, I found myself searching the annals of my own run-ins with the porcelain throne. Mmm, wonderful. Suddenly, suppressed memories of a horrific evening from my misspent teenage years came flooding back. Mm. The evening in question occurred at a small house party when I was around 16 or 17. Okay, okay. The host was fairly well off and had a small guest house that his parents had given over to us to stay in. Ooh la la, lovely. In an attempt to contain the carnage that often comes with these sorts of gatherings. Mmm. The evening began in the main house, with the usual consumption of large amounts of terrible alcohol so beloved by teenagers, and repeated playings of Mr. Brightside. <laughs> I drank so much Malibu when I was like... <laughs> I was like, I guess Malibu is my drink when I first started drinking. Because when you start drinking, you need stuff that still tastes like juice, basically. Because you're not really ready. So I was like, yeah, I guess Malibu and Coke is my drink. <laughs> I think you still drank it at university sometimes. Me? Didn't you? How dare you? I hope not. Some, I don't someone so. we know was a fairly big Malibu drinker at university. Right. I've got some sense memory of it. Anyway. Yeah, that might be true. Um, however, as with all Bud Pod tales, the good times were not to last, and were about to be rudely interrupted by the brown menace. <laughs> at around midnight, uh... I was struck with a terrible attack of the gut gripes. To my growing That's horror, right. I realized that these were no mere hints from my bowel to seek out a lavatory, but that a Force 10 shitstorm was about to blow through. Mm. Mm. 
Options were limited. The downstairs loo was too often frequented by fellow partygoers. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the guy who stunk up the party. That's right. Literally. My prolonged disappearance, followed by the inevitable fallout of such a storm, wouldn't need Marple to figure out that I was the culprit. <laughs> a social humiliation I could not allow. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Marple pointing accusingly at your anus. It was him! <laughs> and then the camera zooms in on his anus. Dun dun! <laughs> His anus if somehow, for some reason, just goes, fine, it was me, and just admits everything. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling marple. <laughs> upstairs was also off limits as the host's parents were sure to emerge on hearing one of the rabble coming upstairs. Mm. This is like a mission from... Oh, is it, is it one of those where the parents have very kindly said, we'll stay upstairs? Like ghosts. <laughs> yeah we'll just haunt the upper floor of this house while yeah. you we presume try to finger each other in the ground floor of our house yeah we will remain a looming threat the house where we raised you <laughs> from babes <laughs> for you to put a you finger know, in a guest you, you put a finger up a guest in your family home. <laughs> For shame, son. For shame, child. <laughs> this is like a mission from Solid Snake. Dispose of the well, poo. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. Sling it over your shoulder. Go prone on the ground. <laughs> someone smells Blink. Someone smells it. Blink. And it goes, Fring. Fring. <laughs> says my last hope was to retreat to the guest house and pray the smell had dissipated by the time the party made its way across later ah for the after poopy that's right managing to sneak away i hastily made it to the annex where i unleashed my tirade of brown waste <laughs> my initial trepidation was replaced by relief as i felt the cramp settle safe in the knowledge no one was around to hear the bombs drop Mm. This was not to last. Mm -hmm. Emerging from the ecstasy that such movements bring, I realized that in my haste I had not made the basic... I had made the basic error of not checking the loo roll situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah, always gotta check... It happens to the best of us. Mm -hmm. Being a mainly unused guest house, it was not equipped with so much as a shred of the bum roll. Panic set in. Due to the scale of the stool and separation from the house, a clench and waddle bog roll hunt was out of the question. <laughs> clench and waddle. Oh, I hate the clench and waddle. <laughs> you, you, know, you never feel filthier than when you clench and waddle out of the bathroom. No, no, it's, it's, it's everyone's lowest ebb. Yeah. Yeah. I like clench and waddle, though. That's like a... I, I, I can hear someone from like... A, you know in a movie, uh, it's like special forces before they parachute out of a plane? Clench and waddle. Okay, yeah. boys, clench and waddle, just like in training. It sounds to me like um, it's an overpriced uh, juice bar. Yeah, that you only get in central London, or or those people who make money by selling an incredibly expensive mixer. Clench and waddle. Um, yeah. Do you have any fever tree 
uh, or, or um, Schweppes tonic. Uh, no, we only have Clench and Waddle. Um, pink rhubarb. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, scanning around the room, I noticed that the female members of the party had thankfully unpacked and left their wash bags in the bathroom. Oh, good. I seized the opportunity and rifled through, hopeful of discovering a pack of <laughs> tissues. It's like Mr. Bean or something. <laughs> Sadly, the only dis- disposable items I found were a lone tampon and sanitary towel. I I was thinking a sanitary towel, you could do worse than a sanitary towel, actually. It's almost what they're designed for. It's almost. so close. So nearly there. Yeah. With no choice, I put these sanitary items to work. As feared, mm. the scale of the poo was so great, they were simply not sufficient. Mm. And I had to resort yeah. to the plastic wrappers they came in to continue the cleanup. No! That's just moving it around. <laughs> Still, these were not sufficient. Yeah, no way. No shit. Yeah, and I had to resort to removing excess waste from the plastic with the already saturated tampon and sanitary towel in order to recycle said wrappers for further passes. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) It's like this guy's trying to cement his ass shut. Uh, Well, like he's putting cement on... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Putting it on one of those little paddle things. Yeah, a little uh, trowel, like a bricklayer. Yeah, trowel, that's it. Yeah. Um, this, 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 this is great phrasing, but it's awful. Luckily, I managed to, quote, get the thick off. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> to the extent that a withdrawal to the house was now feasible. Um, after many, right, many flushes, yeah. the evidence of the crime disappeared, and I returned to the party. Luckily, due to inebriation levels, my protracted disappearance was not fully appreciated, and I was able to slide back into the swing of things. When mm-hmm. the party returned to the annex later in the evening, the scent had gone, although people were confused as to, as to why someone had opened all the windows on a cold November night. <laughs> and where all the tampons had gone, I imagine. I he says, I also made a hasty escape the following morning when questions were raised about the disappearance of certain sanitari items. Koji yeah. Matt. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a good story, Matt. Well done. You got away with so it. That's important. Close thing. to disaster. Yeah, you 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 mission impossible out of there. I was on the edge of my anus the whole time. <laughs> well done. It's 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 rare that you hear someone in such desperate circumstances kind of kind of get away with it, solve it. Yeah. I mean that that's a dirty sleep though. You don't that's you don't feel proud that night. That's not a proud sleep. <laughs> it's an anxious one too. I imagine I imagine he had a lot of anxiety dreams at night. Yeah. About being found out. Yeah. But still nice to have a happy ending. Yes, yes. Um Well done. Well done. Uh we well, have well, you know what? Well done. Well done. Uh we have a nice uh, little email here from Katie. Katie! Matey! I'm Matey, Katie. The subject line is, not a poo story. Okay. Mm. Nice little uh, variety. Mm -hmm. Spice of life. She says, hi, PNP. I've been working my way through the old Bud Pod episodes during these, quote, strange and unprecedented times. Um, In episode 33, Pierre mentions his visceral childhood reaction to those glass pebbles you can buy for aquariums. Mmm, you want to eat them? Ooh, eat them, collect them, have them all, please, yes. 
I wanted to own them and eat them and for them to be inside me, but also for them to be in my hand and on my eyes. You wanted to have your beads and eat them, Pierre. I wanted to have my aquatic glass pebbles and eat them. You wanted to have your pebbles and eat them, and <laughs> you, you can't do that. Although, you, if you eat some, then you still have others, so yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. Uh, Katie says, me too. In our family, they were called skimmers for some reason, and our parents happily bought them for me and my older brother to keep us happy while they dragged us around garden centers. What? So, so Katie would just be playing with the skimmers? Just these delicious-looking pebbles, yeah. Just so fondling them. That's what I used to do. I used to clack them in my hands like a gremlin. <laughs> Hold them up uh, to the sun. <laughs> some urge. Uh, At some point, my dad gave us this magnificent box, and she's attached photos. It is a sort of very nice little, like, kind of initialed leather-bound treasure-looking box thing. Mm. Uh, in order to keep, uh, in which to keep our skimmer and marble collection. My friends and I used to pretend it was a box of treasure. I still have the box, even though I'm 29 and it weighs an absolute ton, and I keep it locked with a hidden key. Part of me believes it is treasure, and it's still nice running your hands through the skimmers. Love the podcast and Koji. Great. Thank you, Katie. She sent us a photo of the inside of the treasure chest, and my God, how it glistens. (laughs) Is opening it like opening the briefcase in Pulp Fiction for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And just as worth killing people for. (laughs) I'm sending you a picture of the the skimmers on WhatsApp so you can see them. Okay. Let me see. Let me see. Have a little... Oh, yeah. No, those are very nice. I mean, some of them are just regular marbles. It's a skimmers and marble collection. Yeah, they're lovely. And um, I, I like how Katie has just photo. She just dipped her hand in to pick a few up to present them, taking a photo of it like that. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, they they look actually. The more I look at them, the more. Have you seen Bird Box? No, I haven't. But when 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 people in, inside see the horrible beast outside, oh yeah, the eye, the pupils just go all like black, and then they kill themselves. Oh yes, that's right. And yeah. um. It's like that, What looking at these pebbles, but nice. But just going... Just as your lust for treasure increases. Yeah. Like a scene in a movie where a pirate is corrupted by the presence of gold. These skimmers, I have to have them. It's like the one ring. Well, speaking of Phil, another Matt gets in touch. An, a further Matt. Another Matt. Up to Not 40, that Matt. Up to 47% of BudPod listeners are Matt. It's a, it's a Matt-heavy podcast. It is. These are some load-bearing Matts. We're, it's, it's our main demographic. Oh, ho, ho. They enjoy our material. <laughs> <laughs> it's no laughing matter. Okay. <laughs> so, this is a very good subject line of, of Matt's email. It's aboard of the rings. Oh, wow. What are the coincidences? Yeah. What are the coincidences? What are the chances? What a coincidence. <laughs> what are the coincidences? Um, 
Matt says, TLDR, as in too long didn't read, I nearly lost a family heirloom in another person's bumhole. Sorry, just what, what's funny is TLDR has always made me think Lord of the Rings because I think they're the same letters, Lord, but in different, in different order. I mean, without the O. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, TLDR. Yeah, t- the Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the... Like an Italian-American. The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings. So every time I see a long article and scroll down to the end and it goes TLDR, I think, The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this, crack- this article is about the Lord of the Rings. No, that kind of works because it's like, is, is, this, is, this a, is this article like, um, you know, this article's like it's too long. Like, this is like the fucking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Uh, did, did you think this was as long as Lord of the Rings? Well, let us summarize it for you then. <laughs> that works. So, uh, TLDR, I nearly lost a family heirloom in another person's bumhole. Wow. Mm. I think there's sexy times coming up. Or, Matt is a surgeon. Yes, or a criminal. Yes, or he tried to sneak something into prison. Ooh, yes. Uh... Dear Pierre, novel virus, and Phil Owangutan. <laughs> Very nice. I like Owangutan, yeah. A few years ago, I inherited a ring. This sadly became, uh, came from an immediate family member taken before their time. Uh, it was and remains a very important heirloom within my family and an immediate link to both the departed and indeed my family tree, having been passed down to them before me. Mmm, lovely. I love something like that. Mmm. As someone with a less than impressive track record of losing things of value, I cherished it with all my might. Mm-hmm. From the moment I put it on, I continuously checked, consciously and subconsciously, that it was still on my finger. It meant the world to me. <laughs> I did not, however, see an immediate need to resize it. Ah. Despite it having come from a larger handed person than I. This would prove to be a mistake. In the few weeks following the death of my aforementioned relative, I was quite low, and as it happened, I had a friend with whom I would occasionally indulge in some more than just friends activities. Oh, wow. Matt, look at you. Modern Matt. Modern Matt with his sex friend. Modern Matt. Goodness me. Anyone anyone you know who has a friends with benefits, you should go, well, aren't you a modern Matt? (laughs) (laughs) after a few weeks presumably sensing that i was going through something of a tough time they suggested that we meet up to enjoy ourselves and help me take my mind off things (laughs) so far so sexy you might think alas i would not be writing to bud pod were it so my My friend and I were as compatible as a piano stool and a Wellington boot. What does that mean? Not compatible. In terms of personality? Or is this like... Um, So he continues, Something I'm more than happy to admit was the result of my own ineptitude, but we were still somewhat experimental. Right. Right. I'm not entirely sure what he means. So he's saying they weren't really compatible with what they were up to. But they still experimented. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Modern that is how, on this particular evening, I ended up with the aforementioned ring-laden finger in their bum. Yes, yes. You gotta, you gotta experiment. That's right. With that, we gotta give it a go. 
To their great credit, my friend gamely encouraged a more thorough evaluation of the situation with said finger. (laughs) Gamely. (laughs) Well, aren't you a modern Matt? (laughs) Until suddenly, disaster struck. It's up in there. Matt's wagging and about, enjoying his modernity. That's right. Until suddenly disaster struck, Phil. Yeah. And he, he describes it very nicely in, in, in this little sentence here. It has its own line in the email. An unexpected puckering. <laughs> like it's an alien that feeds off rings. <laughs> oh, a horrible version of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> One ring to another (laughs) Rings recognise their own Um, An unexpected puckering As I felt the tension increase upon my finger I, to my great sense of retrospective shame Recoiled a touch Wow So the bumhole went The bumhole went And he went (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I suppose it's something you should be expecting if you stick your finger up a bum hole. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to bite. If you stick your finger in a sphincter, you shouldn't be surprised when it shrinkers. <laughs> so the next time, that is an anus. <laughs> it's. The fun game us of putting your <laughs> finger in a bum. So that the next time, stop and thinker. <laughs> yes, a sphincter will always shrinker. So next time, stop and thinker before you put your finger in a bum. <laughs> well, this is it, so... He sort of goes, ooh, and recoils and pulled my hand partially away. This is the precise moment I realized I should have resized the ring. I looked down and saw mm. the indentation on my finger where the ring had previously been. <laughs> the telltale indentation. Oh, no, I thought. <laughs> we've, we've discussed before in, in real life how funny it is someone saying, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I followed the short length of my finger to see the ring perfectly framed by my unfortunate partner's hoop. Oh, amazing. (laughs) So it's up in there like it's scaffolding. Like it's holding the walls apart. Like it's saying to the finger, go, go, I will hold it open. It's like like, uh, Spider-Man when he's trying to hold that ship together. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) What about you, Spider-Man? Don't worry about me. <laughs> Just trying to help farts escape, I suppose. <laughs> A golden circlet circumventing the portal to forbidden lands, he says. Very nice. <laughs> I wish we could afford the rights to play the same music that plays whenever anyone is being tricked by the one ring now. That kind of slightly high violin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looking like uh, looking like uh, Boromir being like, oh, 
tempted. <laughs> that kind of elven whispering. I never put a, put a, put a finger in a bum. <laughs> sphincter, sphincter, sphincter shrinker. You should have thinker. That's what the elvish on the one ring re- translates to is don't put this in your ass. <laughs> so Matt recoils away and there is a perfect golden ring just there in an, in an anus in front of him. Fuck, he says, yeah, I thought. Amazing. Now what? I paused. Paralyzed by the thought that I might genuinely lose my most prized possession in the rear cavity of an old friend. <laughs> Modern Matt. What a modern Matt. That's another Lord of the Rings reference as well. Uh, I could never I, I could never lose my ring in the anus of a dwarf. What about a friend? <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> or elf, or whichever way around it is. Um, so, he says, there were only two options. Stick or twist. Mm-hmm. I decided well, to... put a stick in there? That's right, a stick... Yeah. Or a twist lolly. Yeah. I decided to twist. With an adroit turn of hand not dissimilar to a master magician. I took my finger, flicked the ring out of its casing, and back onto my finger. It remains to this day. Yeah. It remains to this day my most adept sexual achievement. The ring fell down onto my finger and I hurriedly pushed it back down as far as it would go. <laughs> Get down there. <laughs> it would be fair to say That's the great moment. Re- huh? Great reflexes. He's got a lot to compute and decide in a very short period of time in yeah. a pretty heightened scenario. Time slows down in a scenario like that. Definitely. It would be fair to say that the moment, had there ever been one, had gone. Mm. My friend and I have never spoken of this moment. I hope, with every fibre of my being, that it remains unbeknownst to them. Yeah, I wonder if you... I, I'm sure they probably just thought you still had a bit of your finger in there. Yeah. Although it would have felt like metal. Yeah. Mm. You do feel absolutely everything when it's in your anus. You feel absolutely everything around there. Surely you'd feel a, a, a golden a golden hoop holding you, you open. I think you would. You know what, Pierre? I think you would. Maybe, maybe, but maybe if it was holding you open, you'd assume the finger had never left. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's still the finger. But mm. Mm. I think, I think, I think your anus is so sensitive. You could probably tell the difference between. Between a finger and a, and, a, and a gold, well, a metal ring. Some people's anuses are so sensitive, they use them to check the purity of the gold in the ring. <laughs> yeah, like when the, the, the old-timers used to bite on some gold. Yeah. <laughs> they, they also used to just shove it in their anus for a bit. Just, they just go, Boink! Yep, it's Three. gold. Yeah, it's gold, all right. <laughs> There's um. gold in their bums. <laughs> There's, There's gold. gold in them their bums. Gold in them their bums. Gold! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, I hope with every fiber of my... Uh, he says, my friend and I have never spoken of this moment. I hope with every fiber of my being that it remains unbeknownst to them. And yet, many years later, and still good friends, I believe that they and I still share a secret. A secret, no less, that we might both take to our graves. The secret mm. that I nearly lost a family heirloom up their bum. <laughs> chins up, uh, chins up, lads, Koji. Oh, thank you so much for that, modern Matt. Stay modern. He signed it off M. Do you think he doesn't want to be called Matt? <laughs> well, too late now. We've said modern now, Matt. Matt about 5,000 times. To be fair, there's also so many Matts that listen to this. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get lost among the Matts. Yeah, I mean, you're in, a, you're in a crowd of Matts. It's like looking for a Matt in a Matt stack. Oh, yeah. He's basically Assassin's Creed when he like, sits on a bench <laughs> yeah, being a Matt yeah. and listening about Pod, yeah. Do you think on their deathbeds, one of them's going to say, the other one's going to be like, I always knew about the ring. <laughs> I always yeah. knew. There should be a Bud Pod Matt convention. Did you say there was a Josh convention? A yes, yeah, the Joshes, the, the, the Bud Pod Matt. A bunch of Joshes just got a, a, a random message or something saying, Josh, Joshes must convene for the Josh fight. Yeah, and yeah. A, a little boy won the Josh fight. Yes, like and you know what? I think it was rigged. Yeah, I I feel like that. There's no way that kid beat all those grown Joshes. Yeah, so, some of whom who travelled for miles and therefore you know they don't want to go home empty-handed. I I smell a rat. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hopefully, smell a rat, and that rat's name is Josh. Yeah, hopefully the the international Josh committee could figure this whole thing out, but uh, maybe test the kid for doping. I don't know. <laughs> um. But that's all we have time for this week, listeners. Thank you very much for your correspondence, all those mats out there. Yes. Um, Where would we be without mats? We'd be nowhere without mats, goddammit. Whoa, the rain has just started pouring heavy. Look at that, holy shit. I can hear it. It's still dry here, but it's still... It's, it's been thundering. I finally understand the phrase, coming down in sheets. Look at oh, that. Oh, nice. Holy sheets. I love... Yesterday, I love the thunder. Oh, it's great, wasn't it? Oh. It's so good. Oh. Cleanse this city, I thought. Cleanse. <laughs> Cleanse this filthy. Wash city, the blood out of the gutters. Of yes, yeah. well, maybe that maybe enough thunder and lightning will will cure COVID. It's God's wrath or something. You never know. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, One plague ending another. That's right. Um, uh, so listeners, thank don't you for forget. Listening, everyone. Much uh, love. Phil, twelfth of June for the Palladium recording. Yep, come see me on the 12th of June at the Palladium on the 12th of June. And come and see me on the 7th, 8th, 9th of June at the Soho Theatre. Make it a Bud Pod week. Yeah, have a lovely time. Lovely. Enjoy the being in the a venue, being outside. Lovely. Much love, everybody. Cheers, Go guys. Now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.